Welcome to Faithfully Living, the podcast, where we learn how to live for Christ in our daily lives. I am Duan, your host, and I would like to invite you on a journey with me to explore and learn how to be a faithful follower of Christ. All right, welcome back, everyone. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the sovereignty of God. So learning about the sovereignty of God has helped me to trust God more than I have in the past. It has grounded me and given me peace as I've struggled through various situations in my life. So let's dive into our topic. Exactly what do I mean when I say we're going to explore the attribute of God's sovereignty? Let's start with a definition. Easton's Bible Dictionary states that the sovereignty of God is his absolute right to do all things according to his good pleasure. Charles Ryrie, a Christian theologian, says the concept of sovereignty involves the entire plan of God in all of his intricate details of design and outworking. Although he allows things to take their natural course according to the laws which he designed, it is his sovereign, it is the sovereign God who is working all things according to his wise plans. So God controls and knows everything simply because he, he is God. It involves all of the authority and power he has as the supreme creator. There is no one greater than God or higher than God. He, he's over all creation. He has foreseen and has planned everything. So as humans, you know, we like control. But as believers, we know who is in control. And letting go, is, it, can be, it can be tough sometimes. The issue we must think about when we learn about the sovereignty of God is why is there evil in the world? Now, I'm not going to t- touch too much in detail about the problem of evil in this episode. But I think it's an issue that is kind of paired with this attribute of God for the simple reason that it means what it means for God to be sovereign. So, yes, evil exists in the world, but the mere fact that evil exists is that good also exists. Evil is a corruption of good. We can't understand why God would allow evil into the world he created in the first place we have to remember the most high god of heaven and earth contains evil and his plan took evil into account long before he created us he knew that evil would enter enter through the disobedience of adam and eve i like what aw tozer says he says god does not play it by ear or dawdle or follow whatever happens to come into his mind or let one idea suggest another. God works according to the plans which he purposed in Jesus Christ before Adam walked in the garden, before the sun, moon, and stars were made. God, who has lived all our tomorrows and carries time in his bosom, is carrying out his eternal purposes. God does not panic. Tozer continues, God has absolute freedom to do what he wills to do. This does not mean that God can do anything 
And he says, before you clutch our pearls can't and call me crazy, let me explain. He says, what I mean that God can't do anything. God can't do anything that is against his nature, meaning God can't lie because he is truth. So he can't lie. God cannot violate his very nature. His nature is who he is. He is God. God's nature is that he is good, so he can't be evil. God can do anything that he wills to do. Tozer continues, the sovereignty of God and the will of God are bound together. The sovereignty of God does not mean that God can lie, for God does not lie, does not will to lie. God is truth, and therefore God cannot lie. For he wills not to lie. He cannot break a promise because to break a promise would violate his nature. And God does not will to violate his nature. Tozer then says, it is scriptural to say that God can do anything he wills to do. God is absolutely free. No one can compel him. No one can hinder him. No one can stop him. God has freedom to do as he pleases, always, everywhere, and forever. We have a reminder in Job 42.2. It says, and this is Job talking. I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. All right, so let's get to the one thing that trips people up. And that's free will. What I mean by free will is that God has given people, humanity, the ability to choose. The question is, how can God's sovereignty and free will exist without counseling each other out? Throughout the years, theologians, Bible scholars, pastors have studied the Bible as it relates to God's sovereignty and free will when it comes to salvation. And here are two thoughts or belief. The first one is God is sovereign in that in the beginning, he planned everything, who would be saved, who would be lost. When Christ died on the cross for those who would be saved and not for those who would not be. And then the second one is God died for everyone and humanity is free to choose to accept God's gift of salvation some say that humanity can choose and god is not sovereign because if man can make a choice that god doesn't like then god does not have his way so on one hand it seems wrong that god should save some people and not others and the other view kind of like cancels out god's sovereignty altogether so when we marry when we try to marry marry what we know about god's sovereignty and try to maintain the notion of free will uninfluenced by God. It can't, we can piece together what we can choose at the same time God knows what we will choose. Now, how, how can that happen without it seeming like God might be directing everything anyway? It kind of seems like a contradiction. So A.W. Tozer puts it this way. The matter of man's free will versus God's sovereignty can be explained in this way. God's sovereignty means that he is in control of everything, that he planned everything from the beginning. God's, man's free will means that he can, anytime he wants, 
make any choice he pleases within his human limitations, of course. Man's free will can apparently defy the purposes of God and will against the will of God. And then he goes on to say, we first have to wrap our head around the sovereignty of God and free will are truths that coexist and they are both true. And then Tozer goes on to give a little bit more explanation here. It's a little bit longer passage. He says, God Almighty is sovereign, free to do as he pleases. Among the things he is pleased to do is to give us freedom to do what we please. And when we do what we please, we're fulfilling the will of God, not counter-converting it. For God in his sovereignty has sovereignly given us freedom to make a free choice. So even if we make a choice not the one that God would have made for us, his sovereignty is fulfilled in us making the choice. And when we make a choice because the great sovereign God, who is completely free, said to us, in my sovereign freedom, I bestow a little bit of freedom to you. Now choose you this day who, whom you will serve. And that's from Joshua 24.15. Be good, be a good, or be bad at our good own pleasure. Follow me or don't follow me. Come on or go back. Go to heaven or go to hell. Tozer continues, the sovereignty of God has put the decision in our lap and said, this is yours, you must take make the choice. And when we make a choice, we're fulfilling his sovereignty and that his Sovereignty wills that I should be free to make a choice. If I choose to go to hell, that is not what his love would have chosen, but it does not um, convert or cancel out his sovereignty. Tozer also goes on to say, I believe that God is free to do as he pleases, and I believe that in a limited sense, he has made man free to do as he pleases within a certain framework. But not a very big one. After all, you're not the f you're not free to do very many things. You're not free. You are free to make moral choices. You are free to decide the color of your necktie, what food you'll have, and whom you will marry if that person agrees. You are free to to do a few things, but not many. But the things you are free to do are gifts from God, who is utterly free. So he goes on to say, therefore, anytime we make a choice, I'm fulfilling the freedom God gave us. Therefore, I am fulfilling God's sovereignty and carrying it out. So that's the end of the quotation. So because God is free, he has given us freedom too, within certain boundaries. Our freedom is part of the plan God has set out from the beginning. So I continue to use Tozer because he gives a really good illustration to kind of help us understand the sovereignty of God. So here it is. He says, a ship leaves New York City bound for England with a thousand passengers on board. They're going to take a nice, easy journey and enjoy the trip. Everyone on board, usually the captain, 
is the authority who carries papers that says you are to bring this ship to harbor in England. After the ship leaves New York, the next stop is England. That's it. Everyone on the ship is out on the ocean. They lose sight of the shoreline and they are out floating around in, in the ocean. What are they to do? No, no one is bound in chains with the captain walking around with a stick to keep them in line. The people are free to move about the ship as they please. They can play games, swim, listen to music, sunbathe, take pictures. Passengers are perfectly free to roam around as they please on the deck of the ship. But they're not free to change the course of the ship. It's going to England no matter what they do. They can jump off if they want to, but if they stay on board, they're going to England. Nobody can change that, and yet they are perfectly free within the confines of the ship. So this is Toza's explanation of the illustration, he said. In the same way, you and I have our little lives. You are born, and God says, I have launched you into the sea from the shore of birth. You're going to go into a little port we call death. In the meantime, you are free to romp around all you want. Just remember, you are going to answer for what you've done when you get over there. So we throw our weight around, make demands, declaring what we can do as we please. We boast about our freedom. We've got a little freedom, all right. But remember, we can't change God's almighty's course. God has said to those who follow Jesus Christ and believe in him, shall be saved and those who refuse shall be punished that settle eternally sovereignly settled but you and i have freedom in the meantime to do what we want to do and although most people think very little about it we're going to answer for that someday according to the sovereign will of god Have you struggled with studying and understanding the Bible? Do you wish you can get some help? Well, go check out the Faithfully Living YouTube channel. There is a library of videos to help you learn how to study and understand the Bible better. There are videos on various topics such as Bible study tools and how to use them, understanding context, and more. You can find a link to the channel in the show notes. Happy studying! sovereignty of God, we can know and trust that no one can stop God. What we call unforeseen circumstances do not derail his plans or even our free will. Knowing that God is in control, yet he allow us to have a choice should give us some comfort. We serve a God who has good in store for us. So whatever happens while we live on this earth, God knows and controls. So as you ponder about the sovereignty of God, remember that we can't fully comprehend how God's sovereignty and 
free will coexist. It is always going to be a mystery to us, but this attribute of God helps us to know and trust that he has planned for the future. And as believers, he has good things in store for us. All right, that's it for this episode. Remember, God is always good and he's always faithful. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Do me a favor by following the podcast and leaving a review to help spread the word. I look forward to hearing from you.